With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Hall of Fame game coming up tomorrow night. Hall of Fame weekend in Canton, Ohio. Some big names going in this year. You got... Of course, Jerry Jones, Morton Anderson, New Orleans' own. Got Jason Taylor, Terrell Davis, LaDainian Tollinson, Kurt Warner, Kenny Easley. A really, really good class, I think, this year. And a guy joining us to talk a little bit about the uh, the Hall of Fame going on this weekend is the one and only Hall of Famer himself, Mike Haynes, joins us now on Sports 1280. Mike, how are you, man? Welcome into the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm feeling great. It's a pretty nice day here in Kenton today. It's it's got to be fun for you to always make that trip back. What was that? I think '97 was the year you got in. So, God, man, it's been 20 years already. I know, and um, it is always a lot of fun. You know, one the people in Canton they love us. You know, they really make us feel like family when we're here. We feel like this is our town just as much as it is their town. Uh, and it's the one time that we don't get a chance to be together. It's it's always a good good time. And you know, I got in last night, and guys are starting to trickle in here now. When I was inducted in 97, we wouldn't even get here until like Thursday, uh, and guys would start trickling in on Friday. Now it's Wednesday. Guys were getting here yesterday, you know. <laughs> so it's it's becoming a, a full week of uh, different events to do, and uh, it's really exciting this year with the new group, group, uh, group of guys going in. Uh, every year is better, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing a lot of these speeches this weekend. Mike, I asked uh, Morton Anderson a couple weeks ago when he was on how he felt about gold jackets. How have you felt about gold jackets over the years? Are you, have you come around on them a little bit? I mean, it, it's it's still a Hall of Fame jacket, but it is gold. Yeah, actually, um, it used to be kind of yellow, you know, <laughs> and it wasn't something that you liked wearing. Uh, but as, with the, just changing the color just a little bit, um, it looks really nice, and um, you see guys wearing them more and more at, at, to different events where before – we probably only put it on here in Canton. Um, I gotta be honest. It's an honor to have it. It's an honor to have it on. And Morton Anderson, the shame that he had to wait so long. Um, but you know, better late than never. I would wear it to the grocery store if I were you guys. To be honest <laughs> with you, just shorts and a t-shirt and the jacket. <laughs> Talking with uh, the great Mike Haynes here on uh, Sports Twelve Eighty. Uh, of the names that are going in this year, Mike, is there any that stands out to you? I mean, is there one guy that you're really looking forward to? I mean, all of them. Great careers, great. St- I mean, the the story of Kurt Warner. I mean, there, there's just some great, great stories to tell in uh, this group of, that's going in this year. Well, it's it's always that way every single year. It's never different. Um, always a, uh, a lot of great stories behind guys. And it's one of the reasons I love coming because you get a chance to talk to the guys and say, "Hey, how old were you when you started playing?" Uh, what positions did you play? What are some of the things that stand in your mind? Stand out in your mind as uh, what got you here? Things like that. Um, and uh, this year's no different. So the guy for me that I'm really happy to see in is Kenny Easley. You know, he was um, defensive back safety with the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and he was in our division when I was on the Raiders. 
And uh, I got a chance to watch him play. He was he was a force. And uh, it's really surprising, really, that taking this long to get him into the into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, but it's better late than never. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys who go in on their first ballot. I was a guy that um, everybody thought would go in, but I'm sure, you know, um, he was too. And other guys like Morton Anderson probably was always wondering from the very beginning, am I going to get in? Uh, but now with uh, with uh, some punters getting in and some other kickers, um, you know, this is hopefully will open the door for there's uh, guys who are just special teamers. You know, every year in the Pro Bowl, they have guys who make the Pro Bowl just as a special teamer, either cover guy or whatever. There should be every position that um, they have for the All-Star game should be a position that you could make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And uh, a lot of those guys will have long careers. You know, can you imagine being a, a deep snapper uh, and in the Hall of Fame because you were a, a deep snapper, and but, but you did it for 22 years and nobody yeah. ever did it better? Um, you should be in the Hall of Fame, that kind of thing. So it's always fun, uh, you know, to, to come to have these conversations uh, and uh, to see uh, see some of the changes now, like Ron Wolf and uh, Bill Polian and those general managers are coming in, coaches, owners. Well, why not special teamers and other positions? So hopefully they'll keep uh, <laughs> you'll keep an open mind and uh, continue to make some changes in the future. We're talking with Pro Football Hall of Famer and cancer survivor Mike Haynes doing some great stuff uh, with, with his efforts uh, in, in cancer research and all that. We'll touch on that in just a second, Mike. But uh, just to hit on a topical issue uh, in the news right now, uh, obviously CTE has been a, a big topic for the past couple of years. I mean, we had the concussion movie came out and kind of opened a lot of people's eyes. But kind of this weird uh, uh, conversation going on with some of the younger players and a guy we're familiar with here in the South and Jamal Adams just got drafted by the Jets. He came out the other day and said, uh, basically had the quote saying, a football field, quote, is a perfect place to die. I'm curious to get your thought on uh, on on those comments from a young guy like that who was in his early 20s saying he'd be okay dying on the football field. What do you make of those comments? Oh, wow. That's that's crazy to me. Um, uh, I, I don't know where that's coming from, um, and I just want to be nice. I don't know Mr. Adams. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to say too much about it, but you know CTE is a concern, and as soon as it became, you know, people became aware of it, um, changes started to occur and to make our sport safer. Uh, and the more information they have, the more changes that have occurred. Uh, and CTE now we're hoping that we can find something to, as a cure or something to um, prevent it from becoming a, a big problem and in people's lives and unfortunately there haven't been uh enough research really to to make the the changes that you know everybody would like to to see but there it's in progress i mean it's an evolution uh and um i think that getting guys off the field when they know they have a concussion is a good start but it has to happen not only in pro football but in youth football and, and unfortunately i feel that pro football is safer than youth football you know, there's there's nobody out there watching. There's no players' union, you know, uh, or coaches' uh, group uh, involved with um, with uh, youth football, where they're trying to make the game safe. They'll say it, but it's still not regulated the same way. Um, so, you know, until until we get to the point where we're making the game safe from youth football all the way to pro football, 
uh, and then uh, and the same way is what I'm saying. It's like the, the NFL spending a lot of money, a lot of research um, to find out different things. They've limited hitting in practice. I mean, a lot of teams during the season, they don't even put their pads on unless they're playing the game. Um, those kinds of breakthroughs, it makes it, it's a different game, but it's still football uh, and it's safer. But we need to do the same kind of thing uh, all the way down to, you know, seven-year-old kids when they're playing, um, you know, just – you know, just not focus on the NFL. They got to focus on football, the industry of football, the sport of football. And um, I know there's in a lot of this research, it, they've cut the brains open of, of high school students and have seen CTE. Um, college students have seen CTE. And so uh, so we know it exists. We, we need to know more about the disease, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, what they've shown in the research, it's, it's not so much the hard blows, it's the repetitive blows. It's the re- repeatedly boom, 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 hitting, hitting, hitting. And that's what's causing CTE in a lot of these uh, in a lot of these players. And, and like you said, I mean, the research is coming around and hopefully they will find, uh, you know, better and safer ways to, to improve the sport. We're talking with Pro Football Hall of Famer and, as I mentioned, cancer survivor Mike Haynes. Uh, you've been uh, out out and about promoting um, your cause for a while, and, and we appreciate having you on it and promoting it. I know the website knowyourstats.org. You like to uh, let everybody know about prostate cancer and how it affects one in seven men, and um, how it's it's always a good time to get checked if you're uh, getting up there in age from from fifty five to sixty nine, right? Exactly. Actually, um, if it runs in your family, you might want to start even earlier than fifty five. You know, you might want to start when you're forty. Um, and there's one in three that runs in your family, one in three chance the guy's going to get it. And if African-American, one in five. So um, a lot of men are going to get this disease. More men are going to get prostate cancer than women are going to get breast cancer. Um, but every man knows what a breast is. Every man knows the symptom of breast cancer. Uh, and um, it's not the same for prostate. Even myself, as a survivor, I probably had prostate cancer or diagnosed with prostate cancer for a couple of months before I said, where is it? <laughs> what does it do? <laughs> I mean, you know, wasn't even thinking of uh, all, I, all I could think of is I had cancer. So my education, I feel like um, I'm like most men, uh, and I, I was just pretty ignorant about it. And so I know the challenges we have uh, in terms of trying to, to get through to those guys. And the NFL has been great. A lot of players, uh, commissioner and coaches, they all let us use their names and uh, and their image and, and, and um, uh, um, celebrity ship, you might say, <laughs> um, to help us get the word out. Uh, and we're, we've made a dent. I mean, when I first became the spokesperson, um, there was um, one in six men that were diagnosed with prostate cancer. Now it's one in seven. So we're making progress, but we still have a ways to go. Last question for you, Mike. Uh, you being a former Raider, and I think that's what a lot of people remember you as, uh, you know, playing years with, with, the, with the Raiders. Thoughts on uh, all the movement out there, Wes? The Chargers moving, the Raiders set to move. What do you make of uh, all the movement in your franchise, the Raiders, on the move once again? Well, I, I actually feel bad for the fans. I mean, the San Diego fans, um, the um, Oakland fans, you know, to lose your team, uh, you know, somebody you've been supported and supporting for many years and the impact that those teams have had in the community, how is that going to be different now that they're going to be moving? Uh, I really, my, my hat goes off to um, the, the Raiders for moving to Las Vegas um, because they're still um, 
going to be entertaining, you know, and then fun place to go to see a game. But still, the Oakland fans, you know, they would much rather, and I know even Mark Davis, would, um, he, he's always said he wanted to be in Oakland. Um, and he basically told me that when uh, the 49ers left, that was a chance for them to win over the Bay uh, and then have, you know, just own that whole section and be a lot of fun. Um, but um, moving to Las Vegas, I just think that's kind of, kind of dangerous in the sense of, is it still going to be a home field advantage? You know, um, if tickets are being sold outside the United States for fans to come to Raider home games, um, they might be able to get a lot more money for those tickets outside the U.S. than inside the U.S. because those people are only going to come to one game. And could the stadium be full, like three-quarters full, of people who are just interested in football and maybe not diehard Raider fans? Uh, I, I, I can tell you that I went to a, a world championship uh, when the NFL had that developmental league in Europe. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, uh, and so I went to a championship game, and the place was full, and I tapped the people in front of me and said, hey, who are you cheering for? And they said, oh, we're not cheering for anybody. I said, really, <laughs> what are you here for? They said, we're here for the halftime show. I said, what's the <laughs> halftime show? What's going on halftime? They said, well, it's a Western theme. They're going to have horses and covered wagons and kind of like a shoot 'em up type thing. Oh, wow. So, you know, so could that happen, uh, you know, in Las Vegas? Can yeah. the stadium be full of people who are really there, not so much to see the Raiders play, but yeah. to see the halftime show, you know? That's crazy. Uh, and will they lose their home field advantage if that happens? So, anyway, that's, that's a concern that I have. I don't know if I've shared that with uh, very many people. Um, but uh, I'm, I, I think for the NFL, it's great to, for the Raiders to move to Las Vegas because I think yeah. it's helping to grow the sport. And people from around the world will come and they'll sit in and, and watch our games. And they'll also um, get a chance to go to the great city of Las Vegas and have more fun as well. Right. So I think well, he, there's a lot of things like that that are good, but my concern is home field advantage. And as you know, in Oakland, the Raiders have always had home field advantage. And I hope they don't lose that by moving to Las Vegas. Exactly. The black hole must live on. He is the great Mike Haynes. Knowyourstats.org is the website to go to. Mike, thanks so much for the time, and we really appreciate catching up with you up there in Canton, Ohio. Well, thank you, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. All right, thanks a lot. Mike Haynes, the uh, great Pro Football Hall of Famer. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and a whole other hour to go here on the Chris Gordon Show. Sports 1280, New Orleans. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.